Internet Brand Strategist Sandra Beck interviews top business coaches, speakers, authors, and thought leaders to bring you the best business tips, tricks, and techniques to give your idea the best possible chance for success. From writing your first novel to telecommuting from home to taking your small business to infinity and beyond. Now here's your host, Sandra Beck. Hey everybody, this is Sandra Beck and I'm with one of my favorite people. He wrote a book called Radical Loving. He is Rabbi and Dr. Wayne Dosick. And we have had some great conversations. So you can go ahead and look up our shows. Um, all you have to do is Google D-O-S-I-C-K and the shows will come up. We're on Spotify, you know, all over um, the different platforms, wherever you listen to podcasts. And today we're going to talk about radical loving and we're going to talk about what's going on. You know, we, we're coming out of COVID in this country. And yet we're watching everything happen politically. And this show is not about politics. This show is not about what our leaders should do. This is about what we can do. And it's not a fundraiser. What do we do, Rabbi, when terrible things are happening in the world and we're powerless to change them? Mm -hmm. (laughs) No pressure uh, there. (laughs) Uh, I'll tell you this. 18 of my colleagues mostly from the East Coast, sponsored by the Jewish Federation of New York, just went to Warsaw Mm -hmm. for five days. And they took with them gigantic orange duffel bags filled with medicine and food and blankets and baby clothes. And they met refugees in Warsaw, in Lublin, in other places. And they offered pastoral care. That is that they offered comfort and love from somebody who cares. Mm-hmm. And they, the, they brought these very necessary supplies. It was a humanitarian gesture, not, certainly not a, a war gesture. And they are coming home some of them yesterday, some of them today. And we're hearing the reports. We had reports while they were there, hearing the reports there. And it is it is utterly heartbreaking mm-hmm. what is going on. And um, that there are two and a half million refugees already. 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 Two and a half million refugees already. And, and I know you don't want to talk politics, but let me just say this one sentence. And that is because of the evil in the heart of one madman. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately for this world, and certainly for the Jewish community of this world, the echoes are frightening because the world was turned upside down and six million Jews and three or four million others were slaughtered by the evil in the heart of one madman who brought together people, little people of fear and of hatred in their hearts mm-hmm. and rallied them to his side. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think many Russians are rallied to, no. taking, to taking Ukraine. There is no reason. 
except Ukraine has lots of minerals and ores and gems. And so, but it, I don't think it's even that. I think that it's, it is the, the lack of conscience mm-hmm. of this, uh, this uh, Putin who wants nothing more than power and wealth and greed and prestige. Mm-hmm. And he thinks that this is the way to do it. But the reality is, if you look at the history of the world from, from day one, <clears throat> all it does, all this kind of war does, is change a border or change a treasury for a moment in time. Rabbi, as we talk about changing our vibration through changing our thoughts, I want to stop for a moment and thank our sponsor because the folks at BioOptimizers have done it again. And they've just released a new and improved formula for Magnesium Breakthrough, the most powerful magnesium supplement on the market today. And this product was already amazing. But BioOptimizers has continued to research and improve it. And this new fourth generation formula means Magnesium Breakthrough is now even more potent and effective for reducing stress improving sleep and boosting your energy levels and if you've already taken magnesium breakthrough you're going to want to try this new formula as soon as you can because it now includes cofactors like b6 and manganese that help with the absorption of magnesium and if you've never tried magnesium breakthrough before now is the perfect time to try it and here's why for the deepest healing of many health problems dr mark circus says there's only going to be one answer and that answer is magnesium now why does he say that there's two very important reasons First, magnesium is involved in 80% of the body's metabolic reactions. And second, about 75% of people are not getting enough magnesium. And I'm one of them. I've been tested and I was low. And I am so happy that magnesium breakthrough is helping me get my levels back up. Because this is a much bigger problem than most people think. Because if you don't get enough magnesium, you suffer from poor sleep, slow energy, and even higher stress levels. And in every bottle of magnesium breakthrough, you'll get seven unique forms of organic full-spectrum magnesium, which can dramatically improve your health. It'll help you sleep longer and deeper. It can reduce your stress levels and help you feel calm. And it'll give you this abundant all-day energy to win at life. And who doesn't want that? And because it supports mental wellness, Magnesium Breakthrough can help you finally feel like yourself again. You just take two capsules before you go to bed and you'll be amazed by the improvements in your mood and energy levels and how much more rested you feel when you wake up. So for an exclusive author... So for an exclusive author for my listeners, go to magbreakthrough.com slash coach talk. Now that's spelled M-A-G-B-R-E-A-K-T-H-R-O-U-G-H, magbreakthrough.com slash coach talk, and use coach talk during the checkout to save 10% and get free shipping. Oh, you know what? And one last thing. If you want your loved ones to be healthier, consider giving them the gift of health. Give them magnesium breakthrough for Mother's Day, Father's Day, or even to celebrate a spring birthday. Again, that special link is magbreakthrough.com dot com slash coach talk and use coach talk during checkout to save 10% and get free shipping and I want to share with you who I gifted some mag breakthrough I gifted some to my son he's a college student at University of California Santa Barbara known as UCSB and he is in his midterms right now and boy is he stressed and I was happy that I could send this as part of his health and wellness care package now you can too now we're talking today to Dr. Rabbi Dosik Dr. Rabbi Wayne Dosik 
He's the author of Radical Love. And he is teaching us how to change our vibration through our thoughts and actions. And we're talking about the humanitarian crisis in the Ukraine. And what can we do from a humanitarian standpoint? We have the things that we can do in terms of humanitarian aid. I, uh, the, the folks on the West Coast didn't go, but the folks on the East Coast went. And um, humanitarian aid, as they did, and take it. I mean, we people can go. And we can write checks. Mm-hmm. as uh because food and blankets and baby toys cost money and we can pray i'm a praying man well that's what i really want to talk about today because there's a lot of people who for whatever reason you know if they're like i i have a bunch of friends who are wives whose husbands will not allow the the transfer of money for a cause Okay, so we've got a woman who there's very little that she can do. And this is where I think about the power of prayer. You know, there's not much when I was a single mom that I could contribute monetarily. And I thought that prayer was so cheap as what I could do toward a greater cause. But then I got sick, Rabbi. And yes, people gave me nice things. Yes, they drove my kids. Yes, they did all these wonderful things. But the thing that I found that I love the most coming from that experience in my life when I was going under cancer treatments, I loved the prayers. I could feel the energy and I really discounted the power of prayer. And that's why I love talking to you. You're a rabbi. You would know this better than I would. Rabbi, I'm just going to stop you for a second because now is a really good time to thank our sponsor. And our sponsor today is Best Fiends. And Best Fiends has been sponsoring shows like ours on Coach Talk Radio for, gosh, over two years now. And I love them. They're always in my pocket. They're my little fiends. Sometimes I get too involved with my work and my family. And I put off my own fun until I feel like I deserve it. And I work really hard. And one of the things that I really enjoy is Best Fiends. And I let myself have some hard-earned fun with Best Fiends in between my workday. Sometimes I'm waiting for a client to get back to me or I'm waiting for the kids after school. And I can just whip out Best Fiends and I can not only play a few rounds, but I can have a lot of fun while I do it. And right now I just opened it up and there is an Easter delivery. And if I deliver 10 chocolate eggs, then Eggward will join my team. And I have to describe Eggward to you. He's like this little bug. He's literally sitting in an egg. It looks like a Ukrainian Easter egg. It's blue and white and yellow and it's super pretty and he's bouncing up and down and I get to play this little Easter game and everyone deserves chocolate. Let's have a happy Easter and let's get together and play it. So check it out because Easter delivery ends quickly and you're going to want to not miss this because it is super fun. And I love Best Fiends. I play the levels every time. It's a free to download mobile puzzle game with thousands of exciting levels and new adventures and challenges every time you play. There are dozens of unique fiends to collect so you can customize your team of fiends to defeat menacing slugs, power up your favorite fiends to a new level for even more powerful skills, and watch them transform as they get stronger. And that's really fun. They also have offline play, so you'll never be stranded without fun, even if you lose your internet connection. So you've earned your fun time. Go to the App Store and Google Play to download Best Fiends for free. Plus, earn even more with $5 worth of in-game rewards when you reach level 5. That's $5 worth of in-game rewards when you reach level five. That's friends without the art, best fiends. You'll be so glad you did. Rabbi, I just love best fiends and I love what we're talking about today. We're talking today about the power of prayer and how it changes our energy and vibration. Before I get to the power of prayer, if I may, for just a moment, 
Um, when, when you were sick and somebody went to the store for you, you often made a list, right? Yep. You said, get this, get that, get something else. I want to tell you something that we did when my kids were little. It's said of an ancient rabbi, ancient sage, that whenever he went to the market and he needed a, a, a piece of meat, he would buy two, one for himself and one for somebody who's hungry in his neighborhood. A bunch of vegetables, he would buy two. So we, we did that when the kids were little. Whenever we went to the store, we would buy one extra item of non-perishable food, even if that cost a dollar. Right. It could be a box of cereal or a box of mac and cheese or a box of tuna fish, uh, a can of tuna fish or a jar of peanut butter. Now, it cost a dollar then. It was a long time ago. But it's the equivalent in money now. And we wouldn't even take that into the house. We just put it in a sack in the car. And when we had enough collected, the kids would schlep it to the local food pantry. So one day, and this has to be close to 50 years ago, 45 years ago, I'm in the store with my younger and I, I took a box of cereal off the shelf. And I said to him, how's this for our food gift today? And in his great precociousness, he said, no. Mm -hmm. And I said, why not? And he grabbed the cereal out of my hand and put it back on the shelf, stood on his little tiptoes and took a different box of cereal oh. from the shelf and held it up to me and he said look dad this will be our food gift today and i said to him honey what's the difference and he said look dad there are hungry kids out there too and kids like sugar frosted flakes better than we like cheerios there you go now in a second in an instant that child taught me not to see a category of people the hungry the needy the poor, but to see the face of a child whom we might be helping to feed who likes one kind of cereal more than another kind. So in the book, Radical Loving, yeah. I talk about seeing the face of God. We are each created in the image of God, in the spiritual, not the physical, of course, but the spiritual image of God. And if I look into the mirror, I see the face of God. And when I look into your face, I see the face of God. It's what we, we mean in Sanskrit, namaste. Mm -hmm. The divine in me sees and acknowledges the divine in you. And if we see the face of God in another human being, there's only one possible response, and that is love, deepest love, eternal love, radical love. And so the first thing we can do here is not see a category of people. We're... we're want to do that the refugees mm. the ones who are fleeing the ones who are being attacked but take a look and television brings us to us in immediacy take a look at the face of that mother mm -hmm. who's looking into the face of her child while her husband stayed back right. or her elderly parents couldn't come with and then you say okay Maybe I can't give $100 or $1,000. If I can give a dollar, and a dollar buy something, maybe a diaper for a child. So then the question is, what, once we're beyond the, the material, 
Right. What happens in the spiritual world? In the spiritual world, you know, in, in the Bible, when they're discussing the 10 plagues mm -hmm. that, that came to Egypt, over and over again, it says, and this is what the Hebrew says, God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Right. So it's a strange, strange thing. Why would God harden Pharaoh's heart? God should soften Pharaoh's heart. But it's because, because Pharaoh was hell-bent for destruction, just as Putin is, just as Hitler was. It means that God comes to Pharaoh and says, listen, please do it this way, or there will be consequences. And Pharaoh says, you think you're better than I am, God? <laughs> the hell with you. And each time it happened, the same thing. God simply said to Pharaoh, here I am. I'm telling you how to behave, and I'm telling you what is in your best interest, not only the Hebrews' best interest, but in your best interest. And Pharaoh said over and over again, I'm better than you. Right. I know better than you. I know what I want, the hell with you. So God, simply by telling Pharaoh how to behave in a decent way, hardened Pharaoh's heart. Right. So it's the same thing here. We don't know. We're not, we're not, I mean, even the best political minds in the world right now are having trouble figuring this thing out. But we are spiritual beings. And we are um, still warm from being in the presence of God. Mm -hmm. And every time we pray, we renew that warmth by being in the presence of God. And so um, we have scientific evidence that prayer works. The efficacy of prayer, prayer works. So a physician named Larry Dossi, who wrote a book about it, um, teaches how uh, patients were prayed for, whether they knew they were being prayed for or not, and they got better sooner than the patients who weren't being prayed for. The fellow in Japan did the work with water. Right. Walk, walk by a glass of water and say, you're the ugliest water I ever saw, or you're the sweetest, nicest water I ever saw, and the chemical change. Right was was uh, precipitous. Right, the hidden right? messages in water, absolutely. Right. Uh, Eco, I think it is in his name. And uh, Norman Cousins, the late Norman Cousins, who talked about how our thoughts change our bodily functions. Right. And so we can't do that. What if, see, here's the thing. Somebody said to me once, listen, you Jews, you have this prayer for peace in your service in your worship service and you have three worship services a day and you pray for peace at every one of those services you've been doing this for thousands of years and we still don't have peace you see your prayer doesn't work and my reply was you know if everyone prayed for peace at exactly the same moment for that moment we'd have peace right the hebrew word for prayer is a reflexive. It is you do it to yourself as well as you do it 
in terms of approaching God. So what's that word? Lahit paleo. Lahit paleo is to pray. And to pray is to do it reflexively as well as to to the divine. Um, And I'll tell you, here's the example of how prayer works. You may remember back, maybe you're too young, but you may remember back to 1987 when we had the harmonic convergence. Do you remember this? I've heard of it. The, the harmon- <laughs> I've heard of it. I feel like ancient history here. Um, so the harmonic convergence was, and I was not a kid anymore. I was uh, I, the rabbi, pulpit, children, the whole thing. But um, the harmonic convergence was we decided that on one day, everybody in the world would hold hands, stand in a circle, and sing songs of for peace. And the world laughed at us. The world just laughed. You fools, idealistic, naive, foolish. Well, okay. But what happened? Within two to three years, the Soviet Union fell. Mm-hmm. All the satellite countries fell. The Berlin Wall came down. Uh, blacks and whites started um, riding buses together in Johannesburg. Protestants and Catholics began um, stop shooting each other in Northern Ireland. And once in a while, Israelis and Arabs sat down at a peace table. Why? Because what we did was we sent the love vibration out to the world. Now, the love vibration comes to us from God and the heavens. The prophet Isaiah teaches that the seraphim, who surround the heavenly throne. These are the great angels. What do they do all day? You know, what do they do? These angels are sticking around heaven. So the, the Bible teaches that they stand on either side of the heavenly throne and shout out to each other, Kadosh, 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 Sanctus, 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 Holy, Holy, Holy. Mm-hmm. And that holiness sends the love vibration down to earth into our hearts. Now, when that happens, we have two choices. We can either send the love vibration back through the world to the heavens, or we can send the vibration of hate and anger and fear. And that's our choice. So if we send love out to the world, Love can enter hearts and soften hearts. And if we send hate and fear and anger out to the world, that's what will go out to the world. Mm -hmm. So our prayers or our notions of prayer or our our praise, our gratitude, even our petitions, uh, our intercessory prayers, uh, they all have great value and they all work. Now, do they work fast enough? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. Do we know the great design and blueprint for this world? We don't. You remember the story of Joseph from the Bible? Joseph from the many so-called many colors. Joseph has these dreams. He tells them to his brothers that he's lording over them, and they get very angry at him, so his father sends him away. Uh, Joseph wants to follow them. He goes out where, where they went. He can't find them. He says to an unnamed person, 
It just says Haish, the man. He says, hey, did you see a band of brothers? Yeah, they went that away. They find him. They rip the coat off. They tell the father he's dead. They put him in a pit. They send. Him, they sell him to Egypt. Uh, he gets a job as a houseman to this fellow named Potiphar. Potiphar's wife takes a liking to him. She, he, uh, she yells rape, and he gets thrown in prison. And in prison, he has dreams. And one of the Pharaoh's servants who's in prison remember, remembers that he knows dreams. Pharaoh has dreams. This guy is out of prison already. So he says, oh, there's this Hebrew guy who can interpret dreams. Uh, seven years of, of uh, plenty, seven years of famine, become chancellor of Egypt, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And in the pit and the prison, Joseph was not a happy camper. But if each of those events hadn't take place exactly at the moment it took place, the 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 um, traders heading to Egypt came exactly the moment Joseph was in the pit. Potiphar's wife was frisky exactly at that moment. They happened exactly when they needed to happen, exactly as they needed to happen, and it saved all of Egypt. And Joseph's father and brothers were able to come down and get food, and it saved the Jewish people from extinction. So later on, when the brothers confront Joseph, first they don't know who he is, of course, he says to them, it's one of my favorite pieces of the entire Bible. I'll I'll say the Hebrew and then I'll say the English. Atem chashavtam alai ra. You meant it for me for evil. Right. Elohim chashva God meant it for good. Mm-hmm. It was part of the divine blueprint, part of the divine plan, that it should work out exactly this way for good. In the pit in the prison, I certainly couldn't see it. When you had to find out who I was and, and you were afraid, you couldn't see it. But there was a purpose. And so there is a purpose to everything, a time to everything under the season, uh, mm-hmm. under the heavens. And so I, I, I don't know, you don't know, none of us knows how this is going to come out. No, um, but I do, I did have a wonder if, you know, I thought about COVID and everything and I thought, you know, I used to tell the kids when they were little, we would talk about, you know, politics, strike, conflict things. And I'm like, you know what? The world needs an alien invasion to unify so we can finally figure out we're all one people. And then we'd watch like Independence Day, the movie, and be like, wow, yeah, that's cool. So then COVID comes and I'm thinking, wow, maybe this is the great unifier that we can start seeing we are all one people. Well, that didn't work. And that's what I'm wondering if maybe that's what you know, maybe God hardened Putin's heart so that we can all come together and unify. I don't know. I don't know what the big grand design is, but I can't believe it's just random. Well, that's what the book is about. Radical loving, one God, one world, one people. Yep. And the beginning of the book says, um, this world's a mess. Mm-hmm. Racism, sexism, anti-Semitism, Islamophobia, violence, brutality, and it's because instead of working 
for the common good, the way we did when we were kids, e pluribus unum, out of, out of many comes one. And uh, when I was growing up, it was like a front porch community. We all knew each other. We all, I did get beaten up by the Catholic kids who had learned from their priests and nuns that I, Wayne Dossie, could personally kill their Lord. But 30 years, oh, later, oh, wow. 30 years later, I wound up in the faculty of a Catholic university teaching Jewish studies to Catholic kids. But that's another story. Um, be glad to tell you if you want to know. Uh, but we've broken into this individualism of me, 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 or not me, not me, not me. Uh, I'm just the poor uh, victim, not the perpetrator. So this is what we needed. And that was what the book was about, that to teach that we are, there is one God and we are one, and God doesn't play favorites. God loves us all. And there is one world and there's one people. We're all, we're all one. And I wrote it as an aspirational, hopeful text. Yeah. And then COVID came. And then we were smacked by the reality of what I've been writing about theoretically. Yep. Which is, do I insist that businesses remain open or be permitted to open? Because the only way I can feed my little children is from my income from my pizza place or my nail salon or my beauty shop. Right. Or... Do I insist that businesses stay open so that I can go to the bar dancing and drinking and the beach to get a suntan? Right. Do I say it's in the best interest of the schools and the children not to get exposed to this horrible disease? And even though it's difficult to teach them online, and I don't know much about technology, but I'm going to learn it because it's my child and I love my child and I want what's best for my child or keep the schools open because I can't stand having my kid around all day. I don't want to learn the new technology and I have to work anyway. Right. Do I get a vaccine? Even though I have the individual right and freedom not to. Right. Do I get a vaccine for the common good so that I don't get exposed and get sick and that I don't expose someone else? Right, or be a strain real, on our system, right. These became real, real questions. I mean, um, I have the right, for example, to go through a red light. Sure. But I don't because I'm somehow regulating society into civility, right? It's a cool shirt. Oh. <laughs> um, so it's the same thing. COVID put it in our face. Right. And unfortunately, some, fortunately, some learned the lesson. And unfortunately, some have still not. Mm -hmm. Do you see, like I do, like reverberations with this, this, you know, conflict that's happening in the Ukraine? You know, I hear people, and again, this isn't political. This is really just talking theory. You know, people are like, well, they should have signed up with NATO so they get what they get. And I'm like, well, the people going to the grocery store don't uh, don't have a say in that. You know, there's all these things about like who's responsible, who's supposed to go in to help. It's like, duh, we all are. We're all one. You know, you wouldn't stand there watching two kids get beat up in a schoolyard. Maybe you would. But if it was your kid, you'd jump in in a New York minute. Yes, you're absolutely right. And 
the problem is, and again, I'm no expert here, but it's clear with his threats that if we go in militarily, it's World War III. Right. And it was, World War II was bad enough. Now everybody has nuclear capabilities. Right. I, when I was a kid, and they said to you know, they said to us, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" Mm-hmm. My plan, even when I started college, my plan was to be um, senator from Illinois, governor of Illinois, and president of the United States. Okay. That was my life plan. Let me tell you how glad I am that oh, I didn't follow that life plan. Me too. I wouldn't want to be a position of power making these decisions. You know, I think. There's so many things at stake, but that's where, you know, kind of I circle back to the power of what we all can do. You know, there's, yes, we want to do monetary. We want to support these charities. We want to support the humanitarian efforts, but I think that we also need to lift up our world spiritually. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why we pray for peace. And that's why we pray for strength and for fortitude and for your God's not Santa Claus. You can't say to God, hello, end the war tomorrow. Right. Hello, God, please end the war tomorrow. God's not Santa Claus. He doesn't, he, she does not do those things. But we can pray for the kinds of things that we can do, in, both in the material world and, and the spiritual world. And you're absolutely right. And so it's a, it's a very valid prayer to say, hey, God, please give our leaders wisdom. Mm-hmm. Please give us strength and fortitude and insight so that we can figure this out and make a difference. Mm -hmm. And I would add on, because I'm a big believer in modeling, you know, that's why I like to listen to your languaging. You know, not everybody has been raised in any faith, you know, and people might not know how to pray these days. And that's something that's come across my plate on more than one occasion. Well, what do you mean? How do you pray? You know, and that's what I want to talk about, you know, whether you pray for Ukraine, whether you pray for our leaders all over the world, whether you pray for comfort of the people who are suffering and relief, I think it's worth it to take a minute and give us an example of a prayer that someone could offer up, even if it originates with I'm afraid of the economy and what the war is going to do to me and my small business. You know, there's all sorts of things that come into play. And I'd love to have you pray, teach us a prayer that we could say non-denominational, not, you know, whoever's listening, they want to offer up a prayer for peace. What would you tell them to say? How would you say it so we could model after you? Well, let me let me first say that I'm the one to model after. I uh, I uh, let me see if I can find what I'm looking for. Well, you know there are all kinds there are all kinds of prayers, and um, one one of the kinds of prayers is is gratitude, gratitude for what we have. And even in the midst of horror, we need to be grateful. This is a little longer than a short prayer. But what I've done is 
I've made a list for myself. I wrote it out of everybody to whom I am, everybody to whom I am grateful, going all the way back into antiquity, Abraham and Moses, and, and then all the great writers and teachers, the philosophers, Plato and Socrates, and all the people I've learned from, from their books and writings all these years. And then my own teachers and Rebbe's, and then my family and my friends and my colleagues and my students. And every day I read this list and I say to each one of them, thank you. Because without each one of you, I would not be who I am today. My sophomore English teacher is on that list because she taught me to write. Her teaching, by the way, is read, read, read mm-hmm. until you can write. Um, and you know, they say when somebody dies, it's as if an entire library was destroyed. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a, one of my great mentors and teachers just died last week. I gave the eulogy and uh, it broke my heart. But what he taught me is, is in me. Mm-hmm. And um, and um, so I say thank you to each one of them. And then I ask, who amongst you has something to tell me, to download to me today, uh-huh. that will help me in my work today? And so it might be the English teacher, and it might be... It might be... Uh, my mother, and it might be my um, my childhood Hebrew school principal, and it might be one of my colleagues. Uh, so gratitude is where we start. And then you can simply say things like, um, I wish I had the exact text here, but my priest, my dear friend priest, says a four-line prayer. Uh, Thank you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Oh, yeah. The Ho'oponopono. That's what it's called. The Ho'oponopono. Thank you. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a a Hawaiian. It's a Hawaiian tradition and it's beautiful. So there you go. Or you can say, um, or you can say, uh, in the words of Isaiah, whom shall I send? Here I am, send me. Mm. I'm ready for whatever role I have today. If you're just if you are speaking to the divine, the divine will speak back to you. By the way, I want to say this is very, very important. It's a very important message of this whole thing. Prayer has two parts. Most people think prayer has only one part. You talk to God, God listens. But prayer has two parts. You talk to God and God listens. And then God talks to you and you listen. Because God gives you. Now, you don't want to call it God? Okay. Call it ESP. Call it intuition. Call it, as my wife does, soul memory. Call it whatever you want. But listen. Because this world is far bigger than what you see and hear and feel at any given moment. Just give you a couple of examples. 
I have a dog whistle. I can't hear the dog whistle. Right. But my late and much beloved dog heard the whistle and came. Um, in the old days, if you had only an AM radio, I know that dates me very well, but if you had only an AM radio, you couldn't get F- FM uh, stations. stations. Right. But the FM was out there, the, the, the whatever radio waves or frequencies. If you have a camera and you open the lens as big as the lens can be, that's all you see in the picture you take, but there's a whole world around it. That's thinking about living in the world of the spirit. That's thinking about, and this is very important, seeing the white spaces between the black letters. Mm-hmm. And so we walk into the world of spirit and we say, okay, God, I'm ready to listen to you. Or, okay, universe, I'm willing to listen to you. Or, okay, power, or okay, energy, or whatever you call the power greater than you. Mm -hmm. And if you don't think that there's a power greater than you, figure out the randomness of this universe and explain it. The non-randomness of this universe and explain it. There's a great quote from the, the Robert Jastrow, the late Robert Jastrow, who was a physicist and director of NASA. And he said, uh, for centuries, scientists have been climbing the mountain. And finally, we get over the mountain and look at, uh, we get to the peak and look over, and there's the, the theologians who've been sitting there for centuries. Right? Um, I would also say to those who, who have, you know, I, I write for, the, for those of all religions and of no religion. Right. That's what um, I love about of, your work. Of all faiths and of no faith. But one of the stories I love to tell is the scientists come to God and they say, hey, God, we've come to say goodbye to you. And God said, really? Why? why, why?" They said, well, we don't need you anymore. God said, what do you mean? He said, well, there was only one thing that you could do that we couldn't do in science, and that is create ex nihilo. You create out of nothing. But we figured out how to do it, so we don't need you anymore, so we've come to say goodbye. God said, that's fascinating. Please show me. So one of the scientists reached down and picked up a clump of dirt and started molding it and shaping it. And God said, ah, use your own dirt. Right. Right? So, so um, everything in the universe, even this desk, scientists will say faster and slower moving molecules will say God in everything. Right. God is in everything. And choose not to understand that, choose not to believe that. Okay, okay. Find a different word, find, but understand the power of this universe is not in any individual and science does not create anything. Science discovers Mm -hmm. what God has already put out there. Well, and that's one of the things from a practical business sense that, that shifted in me, Rabbi, many years ago, is I started looking at God or the universe, whatever word you want to call it as my co-creator in my business. And I would, I I started attending all different worship services from all different disciplines and, and I'd get something out of each one. And the, you know, learning that prayer goes both ways was really important to me. And what I found in my daily business practice is I do sit down, I start with my journal, I gratitude, I talk about my day, 
then I say, you know, God, what do you want from me today? Direct my steps, help me. Now, some days there's not anything coming out, but other days they're like, do this, have this. I didn't come up with these ideas. These ideas came through me. And I think every entrepreneur out there, every parent can benefit from this simple practice. And again, I'm a big modeler. So I listen to your words and I model them after you. And I think it can be a very simple, soulful practice in the morning or at the end of the business day or at bedtime. Sometimes I do it three times a day because you never know what's going to come out of your pen or what's going to come out of your head. When you talked about that desk, that desk was an idea in someone's mind at some point that became that desk or that chair that we sit on. And, you know, you talk about moving particles fast, slow, you know, whatever is, is in the physical world. But what is a thought? Where did the thought originate? You know, these type of things, you know, when you look at entrepreneurial spirit or parent success, the one thing that I'll tell you when you pray whatever that looks like to whomever it looks like or whatever that looks like try to lie you can't <laughs> you can't lie to yourself in prayer you can't lie to yourself journaling to to a higher power shall we say i write to god that works for me doesn't work for you like you said okay fine you know use whatever words you want but i guarantee if you try this what the rabbi and i are talking about sit down in prayer pick a time in the morning give yourself 15 20 minutes take up a pen write to god write to the universe talk about what's on your mind on your heart and ask for help see if you can lie and then wait for the response and keep doing this for a couple days and see what comes through because to me that's the secret sauce of life that connection for me it's a connection with god you want to say a connection with universal spirit whatever it is and if you start reading the great inventors all of these quote unquote great inventions these great ideas where did they come from they came from periods of solitude and introspection where you were just one with whatever whoever is your higher power higher spirit your belief system i mean it's really crazy it boils down to such a simple practice that's gorgeous. That Sandra, that is absolutely gorgeous. So, you know, there was this old story. This is a joke, so I'm just telling you the story that there was a the, the Hebrew word or the Yiddish word for a tailor is Schneider. So anybody who, whom you know who's named Mr. Schneider, Mrs. Schneider, it's because they were tailors probably somewhere back in, in in the old country. So this guy named Schneider comes to America. He's not doing so well in business. He says, please God help me in business. So God says, I'll tell you what, I'll go into business with you. Let's let's uh, let's make a store and you'll be a tailor. You'll do well. So he put up a sign that said Schneider and God. And they did all right, but he didn't do as well as he likes. So he goes, he goes back to God and he says, you know, I really want to make it big. What should we do? So God says, I'll tell you what, go into Manhattan, find a spot and you'll uh, you'll make a shop there. And but you just have to change the name and you'll do very well. What do I have to change the name? He said, from now on, call it Lord and Taylor. Ah, very nice. Very <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so, um, yeah. 
I know the peals of laughter coming from around the world from Sandra's show. Thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> terrific. And, you know, and I want to thank you for being my guest today. You know, we always have so much fun, you know, talking about these things. And I really do take away a lot of value from this. And for those of you guys listening, where can they find your book or your books? You have more than one. I do. I have 10 books, actually. Yeah. This is the 10th book. Thank you. Um, my publisher and my wife are very grateful for that. Thank you. Uh, they're all on Amazon. And if you want to know more about this particular book, the website is radicallovingbook.com. So radicallovingbook.com. And, and with this book, we made up about 20 chants. Chants, you know, go deep into the human consciousness, far beyond our, our um, everyday thoughts. And so um, on the website there, you can listen to three or four of the chants, as we used to say on the old South Side of Chicago, free for nothing. And, um, and you can see some of those, uh, some of those chants. Uh, actually, the theme chant is one God, one world, one people, one God, one world, one people, one God, one world, one people eating on earth. One God, one world, one people, one God, one world, one people, one God, one world, one people eating on earth. One God, one world. One people united in love, one God, one world, one people united in love. So um, it helps. It helps us remember. And sometimes that melody or, or the other ones will bubble up uh, in the day. So RadicalLovingBook.com and all my books are on Amazon. Thank you. Thank you so much for being my guest today. We'll be back again next week with another great show. On behalf of Sandra Beck, we want you to get out there today to make more money with less time and effort so you can live the life you want. Tune in next week for more tips, tricks, and techniques on Coach.